Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to The Spilled Tea, your place for the latest on pop culture, entertainment news, and LGBT issues. Now, here are your hosts. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Spilled Tea. I'm your host, Emmy Morgan. I apologize if there's a lot of background noise. Um, I think my roommate is moving out today. Um, not really sure. Um, yeah, so let's uh, jump right into it. One of my friends, um, James, who you guys um, heard from a while ago, um, waiting for him to join. He may or may not join. Um, yeah, so I'm just going to get started. So happy Pride, everyone. I hope that um, it's kind of sad, though, because everything that's happening right now with Black Lives Matter and writers and stuff, it's really overshadowing um, Pride, which kind of stinks. Um, but it's important. It's really important. Um, especially right now, because of the fact that everything is at the forefront. I don't. I obviously don't think that we should hold out or wait on it. But it just kind of, just kind of stinks that you celebrate Pride at the same time as all of this craziness has happened. Um, some of the craziness. I think we're just gonna go right and address it. Um, I spoke about George Floyd last week. Um, Ever since then, things have escalated. The four um, officers that were arrested, Derek being the, um, I didn't say his name last week, but I have to because so you guys know what's going on. Uh, Derek, the man that had his knee on uh, George's neck, he actually is being charged with one count second-degree murder, one count third-degree murder. And then the other three officers that did nothing to assist George are being count um, charged with one count aiding and abetting second-degree murder and one count aiding and abetting aiding and abetting third-degree murder. Um, Second-degree murder has a maximum sentence of 40 years. Third-degree has a maximum sentence of 25. So if all four are convicted, they're never getting out. I'm not sure about parole on those. I don't think parole is an option, but um, yeah. Um, a lot has happened with details, so people are going to vilify the victim. I knew that that was going to happen, and they did. They vilified George and said, you know, the whole thing with George is that he had a counterfeit 20. Now, whether he knew it was counterfeit or not, we still don't know because we weren't there, but the store manager, instead of handling it themselves, they called the police, and then everything escalated. The store manager has now said, you know, the next time I encounter something nonviolent, which indicates to me that George wasn't aggressive, that he was nonviolent when it happened, that he wasn't screaming or yelling or anything like that. So they really called the cops for no reason. Um they said that next time they encounter something like this, that they will not call the police. Um, coincidentally, was so weird. I started watching Empire. I figure, okay, now that the series is almost over, I'm just going to watch, catch up on it, and finish the series. So I started season five, which is where I left off. And there's a scene in season five where um, one of Cookie's sisters, Candace, 
played by Vivica A. Fox. It's clear someone's hurting her. Like, she's got bruises on her wrist. She's got a scratch over her eye. Like, something's going on. And it turns out her son, like, Cookie and um, Carol, the other sister, walk into Candace's house because they haven't heard from her in a while. And they walk in and they see Candace's son kicking the crap out of her. And he's just kicking her in the stomach. And she's got bruises all over her face. And so Cookie tries to intervene and he punches Cookie in the face. And then he pushes Carol. And then Cookie tries to intervene again and then she punches her again. And Carol and Candace run into the bathroom and he takes a, a candlestick and he tries to like break open the door. He's getting all violent, so Cookie has no idea what to do, so she calls the police. The police come, they taser him, they take him away to a mental institution. Candace is so upset. She slaps Cookie, and she says, do you know what the cops could have done to my child? I don't have a sister anymore. And I'm like, what the fuck? On one end, I get that Carol is afraid that her black son could be killed by the cops. I guess that's why she was upset. But even when Cookie went back in the moment, um, like Cookie went to her later on and asked, like, you know, I'm sorry. Things got heated. I'm really sorry. Carol still didn't apologize. Carol didn't apologize for Cookie's face being beaten by her son. She didn't apologize for overreacting. And and I get it. I, I get it. Like, police, police brutality, I get it. She was worried about her son. But you would think that cooler heads would prevail later and she, Carol would apologize, or Candace, sorry, would apologize. I was a little upset by that. Um, but, yeah. So it was just funny that I was watching that happen with all of this going on. I just happened to watch it. And also, I wanted to make mention, there's a new video. There's gonna, there's a ton of videos coming out now. There's a video um, showing, it was um, a comedian named Dante the Comic, D-A-N-T-E, the Comic. He's on Instagram and, uh, no, Instagram and Twitter. He filmed Cops Stop four men or three men, three black men. And he's like, why are you stopping them? And he asked one of the guys and the guy said, oh, they said that I look suspicious. Like I look like uh, someone that committed a crime. He's like, well, have you? He goes, no. He goes, is it because you're black? He goes, probably. The three guys were going, they, they came from North Carolina and they were going to their grandfather's birthday party. And you stop them. You stop this. They they almost they put a seventy five year old man in handcuffs. Really? This guy harassed them so much, the cops, that they let these guys go. Imagine if he wasn't there. He said he wanted to use his white privilege for good, and I applaud him for that. Wow, are you serious? So, um. The good thing about this is that because of George Floyd um, being murdered, I'm not going to say he died, he was murdered, Um, the cops were arrested, but also Minnesota has now banned chokeholds and excessive force when um, restraining nonviolent criminals or suspects. So he changed that. The shocking part is that everybody is, is posting about defunding the police. Well, Minnesota is one of those that was like almost a test pilot when they were trying to defund the police and they were trying to make things better. And at, by all accounts, it was a good setup, but now it's not. So defunding the police is not the answer, apparently, which kind of sucks. The term I can learn today, defunding the police, just means allocating the funds um, 
so that police aren't given. Uh, let, me, let me read what my, because my best friend Brandon explained it perfectly to me, and I got it. Uh, let me see. To defund the police isn't to eliminate them. It's to scale back what they are responsible for and put the responsibility in the hands of those trained to handle those problems. People are trained in de-escalation techniques, family issues, family and child services, counselors and first aid responders, et cetera, should be utilized instead of police. So we're giving police way too much authority to do things and taking it away from other people. An emergency response team, the whole, um, in Buffalo, which is a perfect example, in Buffalo, the police were on that Buffalo team. Well, what happened was two of them, I guess a guy, he's about 75 too, he's a white guy walked up to them, and someone said that he was trying to give them a helmet. I'm not sure. All you hear on the video is, what the fuck are you running up on me for? Why are you walking up to me? And then you see one of the cops push the guy back. He falls, smacks his head, and starts bleeding from his ear immediately. Andy starts bleeding from his head. He's lying there bleeding. One cop goes over to help him. The other cop tells him no and pushes the cop away and radios it in. Those two cops were suspended. I think those two, one of those two pushed them, and then one helped, So, or tried to help. So in response, the, um, the emergency response team was like, well, they were ordered to push the guy away. They were ordered not to help him. Why are you firing them? Why are you suspending them? Guess what? We're going to quit. So they quit in solidarity. Um, I kind of see their point. But at the same time, why wouldn't you simply ignore what your officer says? It doesn't make sense to tell to push a 75-year-old man, and it doesn't make sense to not help him either. It just logically doesn't make sense. Deal with the repercussions later. You can, you know, if you are written up for insubordination, fine, but you helped somebody. You didn't lie. You didn't leave a 75-year-old man who's a grandfather probably or someone's dad or someone's uncle lying on, dying in a video. Think about that. There are certain things that you have to say to yourself, fuck my manager, fuck my boss, I got to do what's right here. Make up for it later. Human life is much more important than your boss's order. That man did not brandish a weapon. He didn't look aggressive. Even if he was aggressive, even if he was saying, I fucking hate cops, pushing him back, no. If he was that aggressive, you turn him around. You have somebody handle him, take him off to the side. You had to run and get to your post? Okay, fine. But there was no, no human thought in that moment. You can just tell. They just wanted to hurry up and get to their post, push this guy out of the way, and move on. You can't do that if you have that responsibility. So instead of having police do that now, we're going to have an emergency response team that is hired to be an emergency response team. They aren't cops. They're emergency response team. They do. And that sounds like a better thing to do than giving, all, giving cops all of these roles. They're getting a bad rap. The good cops are getting a bad rap from this, and that's not fair either. Um, I did want to make mention the officers involved with Breonna Taylor's shooting. And Breonna Taylor, she was a woman 
who was in her own home. She was um, an EMT, I believe. She was in her own home with her boyfriend, and the cops busted in saying they, they suspected her, and this was the address they thought that uh, a suspected criminal lived in. They did not identify themselves. They just busted in, and her boyfriend reacted by drawing his gun and firing. They reacted by firing and shooting her eight times. So now there is a law, no-knock warrants would be limited to crimes including murder, hostage-taking, kidnapping, terrorism, human trafficking, and sexual trafficking. The warrant could also be sought during an imminent threat of harm or death. Brianna's law would ban no-knock warrants in narcotic cases, like the instance that led to the fatal shooting of Taylor. So they, they thought they found a drug kingpin, went to the wrong address, and all this happened. They didn't knock, they just busted in, and the noise immediately alerted her boyfriend to get his gun and defend him and then Brianna. It was passed seven to zero. And Flea goes across the state. This woman changed. Her life did not go in vain. Those officers still need to be arrested. So another thing happened. Um, now, this guy, I won't mention his name because I think he's a total scumbag and I don't want his name on my podcast. This man, he's a cyclist, saw three teens, no, no, two teens and a child holding signs. Instead of leaving them alone, he walks up to the child, grabs her sign, and is pulling it from her. She's crying. He tells her, uh, one of the older teens says, stay away from her, pushes him away. Then he attacks the cameraman, who is also a teenager. He's been arrested. But here's what happened, though. Internet sleuths thought they found two people that were the right guy. They weren't. So two people got harassed before this guy was arrested. Guys, you are not detectives. I know we all love Law and Order SVU but leave it to them. There are, if you are 100% sure, give that tip to the police. But if you are not 100% sure, do not. I repeat, not. Put on social media who these people are. That's not right. It's not right. Um, so, yeah, he's been arrested. Another guy that just happened right before I... Um, came on the show, I saw a realtor. Um, I'm not going to say his name either, but the funny part is about this guy. If I saw him on the street, I'd be like, wow, he's cute. He went on Snapchat and he's like, I bought this gun for $1,300 and I wish an N-word would. I'm ready to shoot. He was fired from his real estate job and I think he took himself off social media. Why do people feel safe coming forward with their racism because they have a man in the White House that, that is the same way. Instead of delivering a beautiful speech, trying to tell people, hey, let, let cooler heads prevail. Let's Let's come together as one nation under God, which we should be doing. He says, when the looting starts, the shooting starts, which is a quote from somebody that he really shouldn't have been quoting. And then Rudy Giuliani did an interview basically saying uh, Trump thought that that was his original thought. He, can't, he doesn't read historical material, and he didn't know it was a bad connotation phrase. Wow. Just wow. 
anyway, um, Tony McDade, I know that you people um, may have seen that name floating around and have no idea who he is. So here's the thing. Tony McDade is a tra- well, the trans man, and he was a fluid trans man, non-binary, meaning he sometimes used um, he pronouns, he sometimes used she pronouns. He did an Instagram Live video where he had said that he trusted someone, a woman, and she betrayed his trust. One guy came up to him that he knew and punched him. And Tony was like, that didn't hurt. And so other people started punching him. Four people attacked Tony. Tony on Instagram Live, unfortunately, was saying, you know, I have weapons. I'm going to kill these people. You know, they're not going to get away with what they did to me. And then Tony said, I'm going to have some sort of weapon on me, and I'm going to point the gun at the police when they arrive after I've killed these motherfuckers. And I'm going to let them shoot me because that's just the way it is. I know once they see a gun, they start shooting. They don't even care. Plus, I'm black, so I'm dead. Why this is important to talk about is this. Tony is 100% right. These cops, Tony, where were the rubber bullets? Where were the... Uh, tasers, why did they immediately shoot? Couldn't they have done something else? But I can understand the fact that Tony did murder somebody first. He did murder um, one of his attackers, 21 years old. Um, Tony's mom and the boy's mom, his name is Moses Jackson, I believe, they have come together and they just feel like it's a loss on both sides. No one's more right than the other. Tony wasn't right. Malik wasn't right. Nothing was good came out of this. Um, but I just wonder, I think he was brandishing a knife, not a gun. So if he's brandishing a knife, Maybe shoot the hand that has the knife or the arm that has the knife so that then you can detain him. Maybe, I don't know. I'm I'm not trained as a cop. But why is the first instinct to kill? I just, uh, I just don't understand it. I don't get it. But, yeah, so that's the situation with Tony. So then another trans person, Ayana Dior, on Monday she was beat up. Turns out, and this, it sounds eerily similar to what happened to Malaysia Booker last year around this time. So she got into a fender bender with someone, came into the store, and suddenly this group of people attack her, slamming her face into an ice cream machine, um, or sorry, an ice cream freezer, um, kicking her, punching her. They were fighting her like a dude. They called her it. They called her nigga, you know, and the, the A word, not the ER word because they're black. My thing that really set me off was the fact that these people, these black and brown people that only earlier that day were peacefully protesting, um, hopefully they were peacefully protesting, right? Um, The senseless murder of George Floyd in Minneapolis, because this also happened in Minneapolis, by the way. They were, they were peacefully protesting. They um, end up beating up a trans woman who's black. 
So how are you going to say Black Lives Matter when you're beating somebody up? If this girl got into a fender mender, why are you wanting to beat her up? I get that you want to shout at each other. But why is violence the way? I think everybody involved should be arrested. Period. End of story. It's on video, so just disgusting. Just disgusting. And it really hurts my feelings because here I am posting about Black Lives Matter when it actually just means only cisgender Black Lives Matter. Only cisgender heterosexual Black Lives Matter. Maybe we should change it to that. It boils my blood because I was so happy Monday when I saw all of those, or excuse me, Tuesday, when I saw all those black squares and support of black, um, Blackout Tuesday. And then to find this out, this is so disappointing. We need to have those uncomfortable adult conversations that I mentioned before. Why are black people, kill, why are black cisgender hetero men killing black trans women? Why? Because your boys will make fun of you? So the fuck why? You boys. <laughs> Hello. If you are in love with her, or if you even want to hook up with her, you don't, you're not even in love. Who cares? Number one, you don't have to tell your boys. Number two, if they find out, who cares? Like, and for your boys, why do you care who your friend's hooking up with? How is that affecting you? Ugh. We're out here telling racist white people to stop hurting us, racist white people to stop profiling us, racist white people to stop treating us like animals, and then we do this to each other? Are you fucking kidding me? This makes no logical sense. Ugh. Um, to let everybody know, and I think I mentioned this before, I may have not. I, I'm going to share a personal story because actually I don't, I don't think I knew it last Sunday. Um, I may have, I don't remember. The protesters and the rioters are two different groups of people. My cousin works for a local Boston um TV station, and his news van was attacked. Bricks were thrown at the glass. Um, pretty scary to find that out uh, after the fact, because there was a huge peaceful protest for about five miles. Then find out that there was this huge, well, not huge, but there was this small group of people that caused a ruckus in downtown Crossing, and destroyed stores and buildings, no, not cool. They're taking, these people are taking away from this entire George Floyd um, protest. That's what they're doing. They're taking the focus off of that. Maybe that's their agenda. Um Saying all lives matter is very, very racist. Here's why. I posted a video where this girl, she is standing in front of a house that is not on fire. And then you flip to the other screen and there's the house that is on fire in the back. And it's the same girl. And she says, where are you going? And she said, to help these people, their house is on fire. And she says, well, what about my house? And she says, is your house on fire? She says, no, but my house matters too. And she's like, wait, no one's saying your house doesn't matter. It's just these people right now, they need my help. And that is the best way to describe it. You wouldn't go to a breast cancer walk and scream, all cancer matters. Of course all cancer matters. No one's saying it doesn't. But what we're saying is 
Breast cancer is the leading cause of death in women. It's rare for a man to get breast cancer. It happens, but it's rare. So we want to shed light on breast cancer awareness. Get more facts. Make sure women are getting their mammograms regularly. The whole thing that people, and I posted that video, and one of my friends saw it, and she was like, I get it now. I made a difference in one person just by posting that. She was never racist. She just, she just came from a place of love. Like, she's just like me, tired of this. I mean, she's white, so she's, you know, admitted, I can't understand what you're going through. But at the same time, she's somebody that I went to high school with, and she damn sure has protected me as far as um, sticking up for me when people were racist to me. So she wanted to understand, though. She wanted to learn. I think when she saw that video, she got it, and it clicked. And so I was proud to have posted that. Um, I'm going to always keep posting un- until probably I'm dead because I feel like most of the time I post silly stuff just to be silly. But I like posting to educate people. I put up a post on my Facebook profile and I asked, can someone educate me on what defunding the police were? All of my friends jumped in and they all had great opinions and they all had facts and they weren't arguing with each other even if they didn't know each other or, or agreed with their opinions. And that's why I, I love social media. I do. I love social media for reasons like that. Because when I tried to Google it, I just got confused. And I would rather somebody just explain it to me. But, yeah, I'm um, I'm going to keep posting, going to keep educating. So, educating. Um, and this is, this was a shock. I'll tell you a shocker. So, okay, I'm going to admit something right now. And it makes me sound catty, makes me sound petty, whatever. Um, I mentioned it before how Leah Michelle, I think I mentioned it last week, uh, Leah Michelle is basically canceled. She did some really nasty things to a lot of people. And people feel comfortable since she posted about George Floyd. Um, she posted like Black Lives Matters or something. People felt comfortable because of Samantha Ware, who, who kind of initiated it. Leah had said to several people behind her back, Samantha's wig is awful. I would love to shit in her wig. And she did other things that traumatized Samantha to the point where she wanted to quit Hollywood. Other people have come forward saying how awful she was, how she's always been nasty. And um, I guess that's just her thing. And she's been getting away with it. Um, Forward about other celebrities. The most surprising thing, I want to find it because I was shocked by it. I saw it just as I was um, coming on the show. Lisa Renna posted on Instagram, Leah and Ellen, karma is such a bitch, and so are are they, I guess. What? I had heard rumors about Ellen, and like I had mentioned before, um, Steve, oh, what's it, Steve Sherpa from... He played Bobby on uh, The Sopranos. He had said 
and I think I told the story already. He said he used to manage a, a comedy club in Las Vegas, and he would book a ton of comedy acts. He kept naming all these other people, and they were all famous people that we would all know. And one of them was Ellen. And years later, he's at the Emmys with Ellen for The Sopranos, and he sees her, and he says, hey, Ellen, do you remember me? I'm from Comedy Club. And I guess she snubbed him, and he felt so embarrassed, and he felt so little and so small, and he's like, I'm just, I was scarred by that encounter. A few other people have said the same thing about Ellen. That surprises me. Um, but we'll see. I mean, once the door is open, we all know what happens. The thing about Hollywood is there are so many secrets, but once one secret comes out, they all spill out. Amazing thing. And right now there's a quarantine going on. So, I mean, people are... People are more willing to open those lips up a little bit. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like I'm going to be surprised who's next. I feel like it. And I'm a little nervous because I hope it's not somebody that I admire and love. But at the same time, if that's who they really are, then that's who they really are can't change it, just want to, the bad. I'm sure there's a lot, too. I'm sure there's a lot that um, we as non-celebrities have no idea about. And it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Um, Speaking of the, the TV and film industry, they are set to resume production this Friday, this coming Friday. Um, The governor in California, at least, has said they can resume their strict policies like their um, live audiences can happen, but they need masks on during the whole taping. Um, Everybody needs to pack their lunches, pack their meals um, when they come on set. There needs to be a COVID-19 compliance officer on every single movie, TV set, um, talk show, socially distancing. So I'm not sure what the ladies at the talk are going to do. I think they should just stay at home for now because they sit at a round table. What are they going to do, talk through their math? I think that would be weird. Um, There's going to be a temperature check. Um, and they need to add that into their budget now. PPE for hair, makeup, and wardrobe people. Limited staff on set. So whenever, usually whenever there's a a big love scene, there's a ton of crew around, that's going to be cut way down. I don't know how they're going to do love scenes. They haven't said that yet. Um, Virtual operations, or excuse me, virtual auditions. And if it is in person, there's a plexiglass up in place. And every, um, especially the TV series, they've been given a 10 to 20% increase in their budget. So, again, this is California. So, um, One of the last topics I want to talk about before I wrap up for the day is Colin Kaepernick. So as everybody knows, former Green Beret Nate Boyer came up to him, told him, hey, don't sit during the flight. It's disrespectful. You want to do something, you can kneel, because that's what we do on the battlefield when our brothers and sisters um, die, are killed on the battlefield. He started kneeling. Everyone who is non, who's not a veteran was offended by this. The veterans got it. Because think about that. You kneel when you propose to someone. You kneel at church. 
There are so many instances where kneeling has been done. I was trying to think of another one. <laughs> that was that was why there was a lot of Um There's so many. In- oh, when you're knighted in front of the queen, you kneel. So don't tell me kneeling is a bad thing until it's used in, you know, brute force when you're killing someone. That's a different story. The reason why this came up is because someone put a picture of Colin kneeling and someone put a picture of uh, George Floyd's killer kneeling on his neck and said, which one is more offensive? And people said both. No, there's a right or wrong answer here. The right answer is the, the one that's the killer. Colin was not offensive. We've been telling people that for four years. Now it's clicked. The NFL, Roger Goodell, has apologized. We should have taken Colin Kaepernick's well, he didn't say Colin Kaepernick specifically. He said we should have taken the peaceful protest of black athletes seriously because without black athletes, there'd be no NFL. And he's absolutely right. Um, Trump felt no, no kneeling. He, he's still not getting what we're telling him. But that's okay. That's okay. Um, other people are looking to apologize. My, the surprising part was um, Steve Austin went after somebody who was saying something racist. Not that I'm surprised that Steve Austin did it. I just hadn't heard from him in forever. So uh, I didn't hear from him personally, by the way. But was just, I, I was shocked that he went after somebody like that. It was quite enjoyable to watch. You know, when I see color defend us, that is like, they get it, finally. Now they need, that's them speaking up, which I feel is amazing. I had people speak up for me when I was in high school, and without them, I wouldn't have made it through high school. It would have just sucked and I would have been even more depressed. So I do want to appreciate the people that do stand up for people of color. Um, and I want to say black, brown, and yellow because we can't forget yellow people. Um, yeah. And I don't say yellow in a um, racist way. I, I hope that doesn't come off racist. Um, I'm not Asian, obviously. Or... Um, Black folks that have like a a lighter skin tone. That's what I mean by when I say yellow. I apologize if it comes off racist. That's not how I mean. Um, but I just feel like it's it's such a proud moment when I see somebody stick up for us that isn't that hasn't had our experience, that hasn't gone through what we've gone through. But you know what? Maybe they have to a degree. Maybe they were overweight and they were treated differently and now they're not overweight and they're treated completely different. Or maybe someone they dated, they saw, there was this one lady, she, um, I don't know what race she was, but she was at the gas station. I think it was California. She saw a guy get stopped. The guy was complying. He was on his knees with his hands up. I want to say Six cruisers came out pointing guns at him. She asked, why are you pointing a gun at him? What did he do that you, all of you cops have to pull a gun on him? My boyfriend was murdered by you cops. You guys murdered my boyfriend. And she got emotional. And I appreciate one of the cops coming over to her and saying, listen, I don't want you to get upset. He is a suspect. I get that he." You know, I get that you're upset about the situation, but he is a suspect in a crime. Take him away. She's just like, why are so many of you here, though? That's what I don't get. And she, you know, he, he waved some of them away and they left. But I love when people speak up for us. It makes us feel not so alone, to be honest with you. And Al Sharpton, you don't speak for all of us. Um, it was either him or somebody said that they want reparations 
in the trillions for slavery. Um, now, I just want you to know, reparations have been paid to certain groups of people. I didn't know this until I researched it. Jewish people were paid reparations as well as um, some Japanese people were paid for Pearl Harbor. But, um, or not Pearl Harbor, that's us, sorry, um, for uh, Hiroshima. Native Americans, I don't think they got reparations, but I think in lieu of reparations, they have um, free college, and if they are a certain percentage and of Native American ancestry, and also um, basically running the casinos, you know. Uh, I think there's, I don't know if, about taxes with casinos. I don't know. I don't want to get into it too much. I can research it and talk about it another time, but. Um, I don't know. I think, um, I don't know if reparations is a good thing for us. We need something. I mean, I feel like, and this girl explained it, we are the second largest group, race of individuals in the U.S., white being the first, yet most of us are the poorest. Why? Why are we the poorest? Um, maybe it's defunding the police because some states in the U.S., the police department gets billions of dollars. Maybe the answer is taking those billions away from the police department with overtime, with, like I said, giving them responsibilities they shouldn't have. Why are cops on the ERT team? So taking that money and making more adequate housing, giving this, um, I would call it like a back-to-work income, giving people an income that motivates them to get back to work helping people, aiding jobs for people to work so that they can get back to work, lowering rent in those areas. Like, there's so many things that can be done. But there's never anyone that wants to do something. And that's my problem. It's a huge problem. Don't talk about us being so poor as the president and, and you know, shithole cities. Don't do anything to help us. Detroit is predominantly black, and he wants to call it a shithole city. We'll do something to make it not shithole. Like, help. Don't just speak nasty words. You're the president. You're supposed to be leading by example. If you do better, we do better. But just my opinion. Um, Eva Mendez moment. Uh, my my manager reached out to me and said, "Hey, um, I have a friend who's transitioning. Can you reach out to them?" And I'm like, "Sure." The second I talked to that person, we clicked. So now I have a new friend. And it was just so nice in the middle of all this shit that's been going on because I was in a nasty mood the first couple of days of this week after my cousin got, you know, was in that van that was vandalized. Um, it was so nice to end the week like that. You know, making a new friend. We have so much in common. So that was definitely a, a bright spot in the week. And I want to end with my shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to soap actor Vincent Irizarry. He was on a locker room video reunion 
course, you know, I've talked about it before. The locker room is Alan Locker. Um, what a great name for for a podcast, by the way, The Locker Room, with his last name being Locker. And it's L-O-C-H-E-R. So clever. Um, he, uh, Vincent did a reunion with Jacob W. Young, um, Walt Willie, and, oh gosh, who was the other person? Aiden Turner. All of them were on All My Children. And I watched it this week, and it got me remembering the first time that I met, and the only time so far, that I met Vincent Irigari. Um, I was in my teens, and I really wanted to act. He was on Guiding Light at the time, and my mom had been watching Guiding Light since she was knee-high to a pig's eye, let's say in the South. Um, she had been listening to Guiding Light when it was on the radio, and then she switched to watching the 15-minute shows when it became on TV. And it was the first TV show ever on American television. So it was a very popular radio show, radio serial. Um, it was it got on TV because it was sponsored by. Uh, Procter & Gamble, which had products like um, soap products. Um, uh, sometimes one of the characters would be doing, the, the woman would be doing laundry, and she would show the, the detergent, or she'd be doing dishes and show the detergent. And because it's heightened reality, it's almost like an opera, so it's a soap opera. That's where they got the name. Um so anyway, I went up to him. I'm standing in line. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that's Nick McHenry. I see him on TV. And I started watching the soap, too, and my mom didn't want to go alone. We were living in Agawam at the time, and the appearance was at a Lens Crafters in Enfield. And I walk up to him, and she's like, ask him your question, because I said I had a question asked. I said, Vincent? how do you make it in the business? Do you have any advice for me? And he looked me dead in the eye. I will never forget this. And he said, don't ever give up, no matter what. And I was just floored by that. I've taken it to mean, I don't care how long it takes, I'm going to get there. And to do it my way. And I've, I've lived by that, and I haven't spoken about that before. And I want to give him a shout-out. Vincent, thank you so much for that advice. I love and adore you. I think that you are a wonderful actor. And I've, I've tried to follow you through the different soaps that you've been on ever since then. But, um, yeah, thank you. I do, before I go, want to say um, a couple things. There is white privilege. There definitely is. What white privilege is, is knowing that you, because of your race, are treated differently and you use that differently. So, like Dante, he knew that the cops weren't going to shoot him. So he was, he felt comfortable confronting them and yelling at them and swearing because he knew if he was black, he wouldn't be able to do that. It didn't even cross his mind that he, he couldn't do that and speak freely. I've never said this before, but I think that certain, within certain races, if you're good looking, you also get a pass. I say it because it ha it's happened to me a couple times. I, oh, more than a couple now that I think about it. There was one time in my life where, like recently, a, a couple of years ago, I was stopped by a cop. And the cop says, do you know that you have an ex expired inspection sticker? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes, I do. I'm sorry. Here's my license and registration. At the time, my registration said David on it. So I don't know if maybe that helped. He was looking at the registration. He looked at my license. He didn't even run it because I, I watched in the rearview mirror. He didn't even run anything. He just came back and said, listen, 
get that taken care of. I said, okay. And he let me go. Recently, I ran a red light. Cop pulled me over. And he said, you ran that red light. Swear it was yellow. I, I'm sorry. He let me go with a warning. I didn't get a ticket in the other instance either. Two times I could have gotten tickets, and I didn't, and I was in the wrong. And then another time, I actually did get a ticket. So <laughs> this is so embarrassing. So I was driving to the movie theater, and I'm driving, I'm driving, and jamming out to my song, I'm singing a cop pulled me over. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? Was I speeding? And he's like, uh, license registration? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you were speeding. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. He goes, and just to let you know, your insurance is lapsed. I'm like, wait, what? So I was mortified. I was more embarrassed than anything. And the way the cops treated me, I don't know if it was because of my reaction. I don't, because I was, like, so embarrassed. I was like, uh, what? I was so shocked. And they towed my car. But let me tell you something. The older cop put his hand on my shoulder and said, it's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. This is what you do. And I'm like, okay, thank you. I'm like, where's the nearest T-stop? And then the tow guy goes, hey. I'll give you a ride to the nearest tea stop. No problem. I'm not going to let you walk. So my point is, I'm black. Like, you can't not see me as black. But I feel like because I'm perceived as not a non-threat, as a black trans woman, I get a pass sometimes, and I have a little bit of privilege myself. And I wanted to be honest and share those stories because kind of been feeling guilty about them, if I'm going to be honest. I'm not sure if I was necessarily aware before. And I kind of thought, oh, my gosh, I can't believe they let me go, you know. I can't believe those cops were so nice. And even when I went, because I obviously had to go to court, I got insurance, got my car back and everything. Even when I went to court, one of the officers was there, and I thanked him, and I said, the way you guys handled me was amazing because if I had another officer, I don't know how it would have went down. And I started getting misty-eyed at court. They were like, well, we're glad our officers treated you that way. And the officer came up to me, and he shook my hand, and he's like, everything's going to be okay. And I just, I don't know. Maybe it's the perception that this one isn't a threat or whatever, I too have a little bit of privilege. I don't know if I've been looked at when I've gone into stores. I've never noticed. I'm a retail person myself, so I I think I might have noticed. But, yeah, I think that's, that's a privilege that I've been feeling a little bit guilty about having. So I wanted to speak on it. Uh, looks like James didn't showing up today. That's fine. It's totally fine. Um, I will be back next week. And thank you all again for listening. I really, really appreciate you. Um, I feel like I know that this podcast isn't like in the millions of listeners that it could be if I promoted it well enough or whatnot, but I love you guys. You guys are always listening. You guys are always giving me feedback, excuse me, on Instagram and Twitter. And I just want to say that I really appreciate you. And I wouldn't be doing this if I didn't think anyone wasn't listening. So thank you so much. Love you guys. Um, Some good things coming soon. I can't wait to talk about it here. Check us out on Thursday, though because I will be interviewing a brand new friend that I made this week, or last week. I'm telling you, last week was an up and down week, but I made a new friend. Her name is Gabrielle Pickle, 
and she's a producer. And yeah, I'm just excited to talk to her and I'm excited for you guys to hear her. And I'm just really excited about life right now. So thanks again for listening, guys. Have a great Sunday. Hug your friends, hug your family, and make sure you check in on your friends of color and your family members of color. Thanks, guys. Bye. Still thirsty for more tea? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Spilled Tea PC. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Spilled Tea.